Free. Why did your friend Jim Comey let you off so easy? That, that's a really good question. I can't figure that one out. Um, you know, I do think it's, it's uh, odd, let's just say, to the point of being absurd, um, how that is their only response. You know, they refuse to read the indictment. They refuse to engage with the facts. There's nothing new about that. And what they refuse to admit is... You know, this is on a track about him, not about anybody else. No matter how much they try to confuse people and how much they try to, you know, raise extraneous issues. Um, And it's going to be fascinating, I guess, in a bizarre and sad way to watch them spin themselves up. If you watched any of the news programs this weekend, I mean, their efforts to defend this man are truly beyond anything that I ever thought possible. Welcome back to Liberty Matters. You are with Anthony and Sean, where we're discussing current events and connecting the dots through a conservative worldview with an aim to put faith back into politics. Sean, how is it going? Just kicked us off with some Hillary Clinton, the lady that will literally never go away. Man, I'm doing good, but I can't stand hearing her speak. The The level of elitism with her is un, unbound. Yeah, you you ain't kidding. It's, it's well, I mean, like we're going to go and get into this show, right? This goes back into everything we keep talking about, the side that they believe, this level that they can pontificate, and how they laugh in the audience of how this the Trump indictment this came down recently this past week from the Jack Smith special counsel going after the document case, they just laugh at it like, oh, well, well, their cases, they make it, well, the whataboutism with Hillary Clinton. The difference is there's a massive thing, a massive issue different on the whataboutism. You're absolutely right. This is whataboutism. You were the Secretary of State. He was the President of the United States. And this whole idea that says, as she talks right there, Sean gets into saying, oh, well, they don't look at the facts. They never read the indictment, never read any of it. Have read the facts, have read the indictment. That's literally what we harp on and always focus on on the actual truth but they literally have that level of elitism to sit there and say well they're they don't focus on the facts they don't look at it and then what did she say towards the end of that show oh that the people that come around to defend this defend trump literally the entire at institutions around the legacy media the our university system what they're pushing and teaching and indoctrinating students today the around every institution from you're seeing this happening in the religious institution, the legal system, every aspect is set around and protecting and defending the left. With that, that much reminds me, Sean, that I should say and haven't said right from our opener before they try to censor everybody and put everybody away. So if you want to follow our show, give us a like, give us a subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you listen. Because again, this is how we connect with you guys at the audience. And in that world that they do censor stuff, Sean, we still got to be able to connect with you. Unlike Hillary thinks that we don't, that stuff clearly doesn't happen. I seem to remember them saying that they, uh, they, they did find her deleting classified information. Um, but for some reason they chose not to pursue it. Well, yeah. And that's why they laugh at when the former abysmal FBI director, James Comey, uh, basically, that was the whole thing, Sean, where he laid out the entire handling of classified information that Hillary Clinton had and this, her server in Chappaqua, uh, what that led to. And they, like basically, what he read off what would be an indictment and then said, quote unquote, no reasonable prosecutor would 
pursue this after you just literally laid out a very indicting set of facts. But she laughs at it because she got away scot-free because she's on the leftist two side of the two-tier justice system. Well, also, they probably – no prosecutor would take it because they didn't want to die or uh, – Well, yeah, that, that's a – yeah that, that's a whole other end of it all <laughs> and this is why like again we keep talking about this the two-tier how approach and how we look at this again this comes into place where we don't take it from that level of elitism we actually look at the facts actually look at the truth and get dig into some of this stuff and where, where where you ask questions right and that goes back to the thing it was in proverbs eighteen seventeen that we've talked about before that the first one to plead his case seems right until his neighbor comes and examines him and just for the context that has a very good understanding of why it's the censorship. What we're seeing is they don't want people, you can't question anybody or they should be shut down, which is another example, Sean, of what we just recently saw this past week after the indictment, right? Because what happened on Fox News, there was uh, on Tuesday when the indictment came down against Donald Trump, Joe Biden was out giving a speech the same exact time as Trump was giving a speech up in Bedminster, New Jersey. And on Fox News ran a side-by-side screenshot of the two speeches and on the bottom they had a chyron that said the wannabe basically whatever it was like the wannabe dictator uh basically arresting his political opponent is, is giving a speech at the white house which was a very pointed thing showing that this is something we've been talking to and pointing to these actions that have been what are totalitarian in nature has a what that's what they've been doing right but let's just hear a question i'm gonna play this from the audio is that when Karine Jean-Pierre was asked about this at the White House press briefing. Last night, um, Fox News ran a chyron that uh, referred to the president as a wannabe dictator, and I'm wondering if the White House has any comment on that. So, look, there are probably about 787 million things that I can say about this uh, that was wrong uh, about what we saw last night, but I don't think I'm going to get into it. There's no comment the White House has on I, I think I just commented. Sean, there is 787 million things that I can say on this. Very specific, but I don't think I'm going to get into it. So <laughs> it's a very specific number, but she said, well, eh, it's kind of general. It wasn't down, at least in the hundreds, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so that was Karine so Jean-Pierre and the White House's response to how dare, how dare you call Joe Biden a dictator? I mean, as much as Fox News has problems in itself going on right now, everything from like Tucker Carlson and every, whatever else, right? That already is an alarming again sign, right? It, you just look at this and say, "You don't do not dare question the president. Do not call him a dictator. You dissidents need to sit back and just accept it." Which is isn't, isn't what that dictators would dictator? do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but don't worry, Sean. Hillary Clinton's sitting there telling you that um, nobody on the right looks at facts. Nobody looks at the the truth, the indictment. Nobody read anything. It's the same, that elitist mindset that they know better than you, which leads us into like one of the first areas. So this is the kind of general direction of where things are, you know, the actual facts and actual truth of where we're aiming the show today, which is like every other show. So no different than any other episode. But there was a recent article that was actually talked about this coming out of Fox News, which former uh, Tucker Carlson, when he just recently ran and dropped his fourth episode, Tucker on Twitter. He was actually digging right into this, right? That recent claim that we just talked about that the now... Um, President Biden is a quote unquote wannabe dictator, right? The, as he, Tucker Carlson said, the wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival uh, arrested. No, sorry, it wasn't Tucker that said it. That was what the Chiron said directly on Fox News, right? On Tuesday night. Um, 
Now, the question, like when you look at this, we've talked about this, Sean, right? And I don't want to get too far into this because we literally have done a show about the totalitarian in chief, which, Sean, I think that was like our episode seven or something like that way back. <laughs> uh, so if anybody wants to hear that, we actually dug into the totalitarian nature and actually breaking down the what that means. And the different things that we're being faced at when you when someone's throwing out the words fascism, throwing out totalitarianism and all these things, right? And there's very specific reasons why we've been talking about it in this way. But talk, but Tucker just recently in his episode that he just threw out there on Tucker on Twitter, Sean, he did it. It was a great job annihilating this whole thing about what a dictator is and the actions in the sense of what Biden specifically has done as a dictator, right? So we just look at just a few things right now. Um like he just covered, right? If you just like follow the money, a dictator is going to be one that says, as Tucker said, quote, they enrich themselves and their families, their tribe. And even as the country has grown, uh, they govern, it grows steadily poorer and more desperate, right? And Sean, when you look around the country, what do you see? You see economic turmoil. We're seeing uh, growing homeless encampments, people having struggled to keep up with inflation, where record amounts of credit card debt, people living outside their means. And all comes from while Joe Biden... It's just rolling in the gravy train because, well, even this past week, we just saw that the, well, Joe Biden, that is actually took the $10 million bribe, allegedly, to affect U.S. foreign policy toward the Ukraine, right? So that those pieces are connected because there's the money train coming in. You're following the money. Where's the money going? And this is has, when you're funneling cash to the dictator, that's where it comes from. And that money that will, and we're going to actually talk a little bit more behind that in another part of the show today too, uh, that little bribery scheme. Cause it's, just, it's an interesting approach how they're trying to get around it. Um, and like another thing, let's see what happened else. What has Joe Biden done? Well, they're still ordering people that gathered on January 6th. They're still in prison because you dare to state your opposition to the corrupt regime that was coming to office. There's people we've seen being the FBI targeting parents. At school boards, we've seen police visiting individuals for expressing their opinions on Facebook. Uh, if you look at the case, Sean, that just came out, that they just issued the indictment against Daniel Penny in uh, at New York City. You created this now where he's being indicted for issuing, putting a, a carotid choke on someone. And so now you're instilling in the nation that people should fear for their life of, for themselves and basically fear for the self-defense do not commit an act of self-defense for yourself your life or any or another they're obsessed and around every corner sean taking away your firearms um i mean this is exactly what you see and i think carlson said this is one of the examples like right what you see right in a actual communist state or something like in north korea with kim kim il-sung right there was the "Quote unquote," there was Tucker talked about. There was they developed enormous baseball-sized tumor on the back of his neck in North Korea, but the state-run media ignored it and they pretended it didn't exist. How is that any different, Sean, than what we're seeing from the media do here? Everything yeah, was, you're seeing, they pretend doesn't exist. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna read the the definition of totalitarianism uh, from from Wikipedia. I know it's not a great source, but I think it's I one like, that people can come to. All right, you're so never again. A, never, you're never again bringing Wikipedia up as a source, but I'll allow it for this reading. <laughs> it's, a, it's a definition, right? I'm not. Uh, I'm not looking up. Uh, you know. Yeah. What do they claim it to like be? That. So, Just a uh, form of government and political system that pro prohibits all opposition parties, outlaws individual and group opposition to the state, and its claims exercises an extremely high, if not complete, degree of control over regulation uh with re regulation over public and private life 
who employ all-encompassing campaigns in which propaganda is broadcast by state-controlled mass media in order yeah. to control citizenry. So, uh, you know, what's going on today? You have all these mass medias uh, that are saying the same thing, right? And then when you have folks like Tucker Carlson that go outside of the traditional media to bring awareness, right? He's he's doxxed and, and sued and, and tried to be silenced. Yeah, and well, that's even yeah, exactly. And it's not it's that's the to- exact what totalitarian totalitarianism is, and exactly what dictators are that lead that state. And to be clear, this is why I thought it was actually interesting. Right on Tuesday, Trump was very clear when he called out what the Democrats are acting as communists, because that's a very pointed reaction to what exactly they are doing today. It's not even worth hiding it. It's not, they don't need to play this game, like call a spade a spade. This is exactly what they're doing. That is the truth. Whether Hillary Clinton wants to pretend to look at the facts or not, that's what your actions are. And around every corner, I mean, Sean, we even had this, uh, what was it? Just this past weekend with this little LGBT, whatever nonsense event at the White House. And then the White House Twitter account, they put out this whole thing saying that these are our kids. Right. And that, that so this whole idea where Biden is obsessed with his so-called trans kids and demands that parents across the country are affirming their children if they believe they're born in the wrong body, whatever. But Biden is specifically saying the whole piece where he says, like, oh, these are our kids. Now, to be clear, that is a very one of the pillars in communism used to separate the children from their families. And there's no better way to do this when they, that's why you hear when they're talking about it takes a village and it's our kids and all this stuff. That's exactly what a dictator does because they believe that everyone has to row the same direction of only what they want for them. But don't, but don't care. Yeah. It's, but that's where I was like, so don't uh, turn around and ask for, what was it? KJP. Well, don't dare question and say that Joe Biden's a dictator. You can say, so let me guess it. So are we allowed, so you can compliment him all day. And there's not going to be an issue there. But the moment you dare to question him, the moment you go, this is where people get silenced. And we continue to see that in every direction towards conservatives. And it's not by accident. This is very pointed, very targeted, why they're going after this. And this cancel culture, censorship, none of it just happens. But the level of elitism, why we started off with Hillary is because she's a pinnacle example of they think they are above the law. This whole idea that they say no one's above the law, when you are the law, that you're in charge of the law, and it's a one-sided system, they can think and act in ways that they believe they can get away with absolutely anything. And we've they've so emboldened to this position now, they don't even care. I mean, you watched this past week. Well, they don't this, think that they can. They have been getting away yeah. with it. That's the difference. Yeah, and and that's what there's no nothing that's stopping them because they have been getting away with it. And yet they, and then, then you sit there and see Hillary Clinton literally laughing about it as she thinks it's a freaking joke because they've been getting away with it. And just like things people are getting away with, this is why you can't let these things go and why you must keep harping on the actual truth and not let them get away with the spinning bullshit that Hillary Clinton wants to do. Speaking just on the Senate floor this, this week alone, Sean, again, we had Senator Chuck Grassley who revealed that there is a Burisma executive that was cited in this whole FBI uh, FD uh, ten twenty three form that was alleging the bribery scheme with the then Vice President Joe Biden. That this Burisma executive, which is the ener- uh, Ukrainian energy company, Ukrainian, just to be clear, I said that for 
anyone paying attention, this there that the Ukrainian executive kept 17 audio recordings, his conversations as an insurance policy against Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And to be very and, clear, when, when Senator Chuck Grassley speaks, this guy has a long history of being very by the book, speaking plain simple, and being very matter of fact. And it, it's definitely something when he's speaking, this is it's not something he doesn't just do it out of at a left field. He's seen the information. He understands it. He's seen that there's this alleged 17 recordings. I mean, and then you even saw it was Senator Hawley and you saw Senator Cruz in here this week torching the FBI. Was it the deputy FBI deputy director? I don't know. Whichever the guy, the jack wagon who's sitting up there and basically will pretend to act like all pontificate that he can't answer any question whatsoever. Uh, it's And if they're going to give over the recordings, if they're going to give over anything, tell anybody who the this witness is. But Grassley stated that in the FD 1023 form that was redacted, there was, again, very specifically, there were 17 recordings that are supposed to be out there. 15 of them are actually with Hunter Biden, and there were two of them that were with Joe Biden. And to be clear, Hunter Biden was on the board for Burisma. Yes. Yeah. And this is where you saw, so there's, te- of while he put him on the board, which he got a, what, like, I think it was something like that, $83,000 salary a month of with absolutely having zero, absolutely zero experience in the energy, energy industry. Chuck Grassley went on to say that these recordings were allegedly kept as a sort of insurance policy for foreign national, for the foreign national in case that he got in a tight spot. The 1023 also indicates that the then Vice President Biden may have been involved in the in Burisma employing Hunter Biden. Based on these facts known to Congress and the public, it's clear that the Justice Department, the FBI, haven't nearly had the same laser focus on the Biden family. And Grassley went on to note that the, quote, special counsel Jack Smith has used a recording against former President Trump. And yet they let magically the FBI literally sits here and knows there's a they know there's all these alleged recordings out there against Joe Biden that you can't talk about, that they're not even willing to look at, that they're not willing to action let the public even see and make aware of that's out there. But Hillary Clinton wants to tell us still the truth that from the beginning that they look at the facts and the truth, right? Now Getting then Chuck Grassley even further went look he went further and he said getting a full and complete 1023 is critical for the American people to know and understand the true nature of the document and to hold the Justice Department and the FBI accountable. It's also important for serving the constitutional congressional oversight powers against an out of control executive branch, obviously drunk with political infection. I think that pretty much surmises it, Sean. Like that's pretty clear. Like, and this is why when Senator Chuck Grassley speaks to such a level, he's not doing this. Just, just because he's doing this because he's very, by he stands on his principles, his beliefs. The guy's been around for a very long time, and when he's driving this point, it's because there's some real matter of facts behind it. But again, I still point back, Sean. Hillary Clinton said they don't look at the facts on the Republican side. Meanwhile, this whole thing is burying the facts about Joe Biden, burying the facts that people do not want to talk about. If you any of the it was actually even this past week you saw there was the DDoS cyber attack that started happening to conservative sites that dared to even mention Burisma. This isn't it's not by accident when these things happen. It's not by accident that this is happening in this way. When just last week, on top of this recordings, you heard it was Representative uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene who revealed that the, there was the two five million dollar payments were made to the Biden family members. And it was further revealed that this Burisma executive 
actually has pointed the finger at, and we've already seen this letter. There was a letter that came out like two, three years ago that we saw this, that there was um, Tony Bobolinsky, who was one of the guys that was working very close with the Biden family in this whole area around the Ukrainian Burisma Energy Company. He said in the email and showed has shown the emails that it shows that Joe Biden is the quote unquote big guy. And everybody knows and calls us calls him the quote unquote big guy. So you had five million dollars going to quote unquote the big guy and five million dollars going unquote to another the Hunter Biden. And all of it was a bribery to get Shokin, the what is he, the head lead prosecutor, the attorney general, whatever they call it over there in the lead prosecutor in the Ukraine to get him fired and to end then end an investigation into the Burisma Energy Company. So you're telling me, Sean, Joe Biden gets Hunter Biden planted, put onto the board to be employed. Then Burisma needs Joe Biden to end get the investigator to stop looking at them. And they gave five million, ten million dollars to the Bidens to just happen to get that out of the way. And there's also the recording, Sean, that people can go back and find yourselves because but of Joe Biden exactly talking about that quid pro quo where he said, you better fire their prosecutor before I leave in like what is like six hours or you're not going to get the billion dollars. And then he laughs and jokes about it in that recording saying, oh, shucks, see? And he was bragging. He was fired. What, yeah. Where, where was he at? What was that comp, What was that conference or, or uh, panel that he was on when he was talking about that and bragging about it outright? Do you remember where that was? I don't remember which one it was and what the- well, my bet would probably be just one sponsored by probably the New York Times, but if it was, but, because they seem to always sponsor these magnificent ones that that or connected in some way to the World Economic Forum. But but yeah, I mean, this is where we saw now in this past week. This is what's been going on, and you pointing the finger at Barisma, you're not allowed to talk about it, and all this is happening and burying the 17 tapes on audio recordings. Because I want to see what those are. I want to hear what those are on those. And I look, if it's the same thing like this in this indictment that said there's a the audio that says allegedly Trump's holding up a document and shows it to the staffer and says that there's classified information that I shouldn't be showing you this, whatever. That doesn't sound like it's good, but there's many factors that could play into that. And you don't know unless you've actually heard it. And they won't let anyone actually hear anything. So that whole thing behind the Targeting Trump, you can't see what's behind any of the documents. You can't see what's in the actual investigation. And by the way, they put it under the Espionage Act when that whole thing should be covered under the Presidential Records Act, which is not a criminal offense. And and the Espionage Act, just to clear this up in a real short synopsis, the Espionage Act that was founded in 1917 was never intended to apply to a a president, and it's never been used against the president. But yet here they want to go after him to use it against the president when everything that should have been held under a presidential records act issue, which is just a civil fine at best, but that doesn't actually go for Hillary Clinton. That doesn't actually go for Joe Biden because even then vice president was never protected by the presidential records act or any of the above. Because when you're the president, Sean, you are the executive branch. You're the only constitutional figure that is literally the executive branch. All these other made up agencies, they don't have control of what he can and can't do. And that's the just putting in the simplest viewscape of like from a constitutional perspective, if you have all these agencies trying to make claim about like the National Archives when that's just another agency that's been created below as a branch. And yet you want to say that you can certainly claim and tell what the top executive is able to do. So, um, Sean, one other area that we can dig into, if Hillary Clinton, uh, that reminds me of Hillary Clinton, which just circling this one around, has to do with her server where she kept in Chappaqua in Westchester County. 
Um, I don't know if not many people were actually aware of what just was happening in Westchester County. The Westchester County District Attorney's Office ended its criminal investigation into the Trump organization, and it will not bring any charges. Now, the Westchester County's New York, to be clear, Westchester County, New York, where Hillary Clinton's Chappaqua residence resides. But anyway, I'll get back to that part. The Westchester County District Attorney's Office opened an investigation into the former President Donald Trump's uh, Trump organization nearly two years ago in October of 2021. And the investigation reportedly focused on whether the Trump family business misled authorities about the value of the Trump National Golf Club in Westchester to avoid paying higher property taxes. Again, Sean, another thing where they're trying to go everywhere Trump has a golf course, because they did this down in Mar-a-Lago. That was another thing they were trying to go after him. Down in that, and other areas he has a golf course, they're trying to use that as a way of saying, oh, you didn't value your golf course property right. There's Trump golf courses all around the world, let alone properties, uh, hotels, all of it. And they're all trying to say, well, you're not valuing your property correctly, right? That's just, and we've talked about, literally, we've literally talked about that in the Mar-a-Lago episode. Again, I would point people back to go check that episode out. Um, but what I find very interesting about this, Sean, when, first off, this, while everything was going down there, Diane Trump, this quietly was, this case was closed. And the Westchester County District Attorney, Mimi Roca, closed the investigation when nobody was paying attention. And this isn't getting headlines. It's not being talked about because it doesn't go against the I hate Trump crowd. It doesn't work to their benefit, right? So nobody talks about it. Um, now, I, I specifically point this out because I find it entertaining because uh, the Westchester County DA, Mimi Roca, I used to work directly with at the U.S. Attorney's Office. She was the – she was one of the – AUSAs that were in charge of the Westchester County's satellite office of the Southern District of New York's U.S. Attorney Office. Um, so after I was working for a period of time in the Lower Manhattan office, I went back up and I was working in the Westchester office. And even during that time when I was there, Sean, Mimi Roca, to be very clear, she was politically ambitious. Um, she was one of the people that went with the Secret Service and the FBI to go check out the Hillary Clinton server issue in Chap on her Chappaqua residency. So this woman, just get me wrong, like, look, she's a nice lady, completely disagree with everything else. She, look, she's a nice lady, though. But every single thing in her world had to do with being helping the Clintons, helping all these type of things, right? And then you turn around and this is, they bring a prosecution by her office at the Westchester County DA to go after Donald Trump again and his organization for property taxes. So I just found it quite intriguing since I literally from being there myself working there. And then I saw this pop up and it's an area that nobody's actually talking about. Um, and it just, again, it goes into, are we speaking truth? Are we looking at the facts? Is, are these things out there? Just like the server that everyone that Hillary Clinton had in her mishandling of actual classified information running through her server. Um, as well as when Sean was it, she did, I think, I don't know if it was like, it was the 33,000 emails that she had. She had cell phones that, Staffers now openly have admitted where they were smashing with hammers. They had them wiped with bleach bit, the bleach bit software. But but you can't ask questions there. But just like you can't call Joe Biden a dictator. Rules for thee and not for me. Every time, every time with them, it's it's always <laughs> this mindset, and that that's literally the totalitarian mindset in a nutshell. What it comes down to, and this is why we exactly we keep they say I say we keep talking about this way because there's there's reasons to talk about that way. When is it, what is actually going on in the society and what we are facing today? You have to call a spade a spade. So 
With that, we actually saw in the House, they had a vote this past week, Sean, uh, about the censoring and condemning of Adam Schiff. And now to be clear, this was H.R. 489. So in H.R. 489, this was not just a vote to censor and condemn Adam Schiff. This was a, a vote to a motion to table censoring and condemning Adam Schiff. So basically they said, we don't want to do this right now. And that passed with a 225 to 196 vote with, a, I think it was like 20 or so Republicans that went with the Democrats on the voting to motion the table. I should say table the motion. What did I just say? I just said that backwards, but whatever. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, so they voted to uh, table the motion and their claims were out there, Sean. What was it? They wanted to say, okay, you can't. We wanted to remove because there was like a $16 million fine that was in there or whatever it was. They wanted to remove the fine from yeah. the motion. It, it's it's ridiculous. Basically, they want to say that you, you were bad and, and you shouldn't have done this, but then that's it. Nothing else. And, and, and there's no repercussion. Comes, right. Basically what this is, is it's not setting, a, allowing them to not set a precedent. So then, you know, if the house swings the other way, the Democrats can't come back and try and do it to a Republican. Um, yeah. With, see, that's, with, and that's, that's where I disagree with, with like Thomas Massey, right? Cause he was one of the ones that came out there and said that and a lot of times Thomas Massey's right. But it just goes to the fact of you want to play this line and not understand the actual fight that you're in. Adam Schiff has gone way above and beyond from leading and being a part of that, the entire intel outside of being a part of the intel committee, leading the operation, burying and targeting Donald Trump. We're pushing the Russia collusion hoax, which has now been we fully have been fully debunked through the Durham report and everything else has been come out. There, that's a whole different approach. But yet. I, I, that's why I disagree with this whole idea of like, well, you don't want to find them because they might use it against us. It's it's time for actually these Republicans to actually get a freaking spine and understand the actual fight that you're in because they think they're playing with these rules. And Sean, it doesn't it doesn't matter. The Democrats do not play by the freaking rules, no matter what. They they do what they want, and for them, because this is the two reverse mindsets of for them, the end end justifies the means. Again, another piece of the totalitarian mindset. That's what dictators do. It doesn't matter. How do they get to the ends? So whatever means they need to get there, that's what they do. So this idea of, oh, well, we don't want them to do it to us because if we flip the table to get it back. No, we need to start getting a spine and hammering back as a deterrent from them doing it ever again. Yeah, this is typical Republican fashion, right? And, and, yeah. and Or old school Republican fashion of you're – they control everything, they or not everything, but they have a, a, a majority where they could start actually making a difference and they're just towing the line, just just doing the bare minimum as they've always done instead of being aggressive and taking action and actually bringing up articles, articles of impeachment, actually bring having people held accountable, right? It's, it's crazy to think how President Trump was impeached for nothing and Joe Biden with clear corruption has not been impeached. Like, well, Hey, hold on it? a sec. I'll say to your point, I guess absolutely impeached that, but impeached Joe Biden was impeached because he made that Ukrainian phone call saying you, we're not going to give you any more money unless are you going to, are you going to look at what the heck's been going on with back? What, tell me what's been going on with the Bidens. 
And because jo- Donald Trump wanted to point the finger on the corruption, he wanted to shine the light on it and say, we're not going to give you more money if you keep acting corrupt. That's when he's getting attacked, right? And then this is where it's very interesting because there's the other audio recordings out there that Joe Biden also literally said before Donald Trump took office in his conversations with that with the Ukrainian officials that they need to get everything done before Donald Trump can come into office and get up to speed about what they've been doing. But again, tell me who's the dictator. Tell me who's the corrupt one. Tell me who Hillary Clinton is the one that's looking at the facts. Tell me who's the one hiding a server in their Chappaqua residency. Who's smashing their phone phones with hammers? Who's, you know, just having little people, anyone like, well, hmm, I'm not going to get the Jeffrey Epstein side of it, the whole island, but who has their little obsession with children? I'll put it that way, right? And and with that, Sean, I'll, I'll only shift to one part, Pete, that has to do with children. And maybe this will be probably we'll just wrap from the show today. But this piece that has to do with, um, it kind of connects partly also into our last episode. And that has to do with the outside pressures that are forcing upon businesses. Because that's what happens from a dictator's state, as from a totalitarian by the actual individual being the dictator, things that they might do. And one of the other things that they may do, Sean, is be having their their stormtroopers. Um, and if you work for the Empire, this is what you'd be doing, Sean. They there's re- this past week, a do- dozens of Democrat members of Congress sent a letter pressuring Walmart, Kroger, Costco, Safeway, and Health Mart to carry the abortion pill. My, f- how do you my f- my f- I apologize in advance if I freaking butcher that. I, whatever. I'm not a pharmacist or work in the medical field. Um, but, and they're in the letter, they are stating their caution in not yet becoming federally certified to distribute the life taking drug. And they quote unquote said it's unacceptable. They said, quote, your pharmacies have been able to start the certification process since January, but you have not done so. Despite letters, from numerous governors and senators inquiring about your failures to do so. Your companies have a responsibility to consumers and communities to address this issue as soon as possible. Now, Sean, to be specific, Mifepristone with misoprostol forms the two-drug regimen that causes a chemical abortion. Mifepristone deprives the unborn child of nutrition by preventing the release of progesterone. It thins the uterine wall and detaches an implanted child from the womb. The second pill, misoprostol, induces contractions to crush and expel the deceased child's body through the birth canal. The abortion pills produces – now, this is the issue where some of these companies actually won because it's been ruled literally that we should be ending abortion when Roe v. Wade got overturned and states are allowed to make their make their choices. This goes back to the issue, Sean, where – now you have Democrat politicians threatening and going after businesses and trying to pressure them, just like we talked about last week from the Corporate Equality Index. Then you get the government pressure, public-private partnerships, trying to force their hand. Um, but this is the issue that comes like – even when you look at these things, when I was looking at some of the data behind this, this abortion pill, Sean, it produces four times the level of harmful side effects for women who ingest it. Between 2000 to 2021, the FDA documented – over 4,000 adverse events from the Mifepristone use, including 26 deaths and over 1,000 hospitalizations, 603 of the events requiring blood transfusion, and 413 infections. 
And look, I'll say this, the number is artificially low, according to critics, uh, because in 2016, the Obama-Biden administration required only deaths caused by the chemical abortion to be reported to the FDA's adverse events reporting system, erasing women's physical suffering from the record. Sean, is that also, again, dictator actions? Because you're hiding the number of deaths so you can still keep pushing a drug on people. Um, that's also heavenly what we've literally seen through COVID. And they were hiding the reporting from the, the VARS database, the adverse reactions to taking the COVID vaccines. They hid all that reaction. And now you're hiding the actual reaction to what the abortion pill is doing to women. Um, and then even look, one out of every five women who take this Mipristone experience negative physical health consequences in a study that was conducted over 42,000 that held people that had 42,000 abortions. Um, but don't worry. I mean, the abortion pill manufacturer, don't worry, Sean. They just say that women can expect to be bleeding for up to a month. And the medication guide for the Mifrex tells abortion mothers, quote, Cramping and vaginal bleeding are expected for an average of 9 to 16 days and may last up to 30 days. You may see blood clots tissue, and this is expected part of the passing of the unborn child. So the reason I bring this up, Sean, this goes back into the same avenue. The Barack Obama and Biden administration hid the reporting to the FDA's adverse events reporting system. Joe Biden administration did this during covid and again, these are all still acts of what is an actual dictator. This is looking at the truth, is looking at the facts. Otherwise, why would Barack Obama be hiding the reporting to the FDA? Why did Joe Biden do it when it was with, with COVID under his administration? Um, also, what do most uh, dictators in uh, communism uh, evolve with? Or, you know, mass murders, right? This is the... Yep. Um, and you're hiding, quiet, hiding quiet murder of millions of people. Yeah. And you're just, again, but we're supposed to say, oh, just don't question anything. You just believe what they say. Oh, and then you're supposed to believe the FDA's numbers and reporting after they actually told their administration to hide those numbers. So again, to your point, exactly. Yeah. You're uh, hiding the mass impact and a lot of loss of life. That is coming from these actions of what dictator is it literally one of the marquee makings of what a, a dictator, right? Um, look, now I'll say, look, this it's being pushed, right? The Biden administration's appealing because this actual ruling against this abortion pill being on the market that was actually pulled back by a U.S. judge. In however, the Biden administration, of course, is appealing the ruling, so it's going to be a part of a, the actual full legality, and if it stays being held back as the abortion pill being illegal as well that will be up to a three-judge panel in the u.s fifth circuit court uh so that's just maybe one that we keep an eye out for where that's going to come on it's, it's kind of interesting in telling why is a political party uh suing to to have this in place right like yeah why what is what is the politicians what do they gain from this right why are they trying to keep this on the market Right. It, it, it's it's kind of uh, yeah. what they're trying to achieve. Yeah, it's it's very true. Right. And this is where they keep trying to wrap it up in a lot of these odds that, oh, this is healthcare and all this. I'm like, well, again, if you actually look at the data, I would actually beg the differ. And then 
most women that are actually seem to be going through this actually have other mental health issues following this. Uh, like what is it? One in three women are subject to, to that are subject to a chemical abortion. have been reporting an adverse change, including depression, anxiety, substance abuse, and thoughts of suicide. And that was from a rigorous study by a post abortive women conducted by the uh, support after abortion group. So Again, let's keep going down this path of insanity and let's just sit here and try to pretend like Karine Jean-Pierre stands up there and says that it's basically scoffs at this idea that you would call Joe Biden a dictator. So every every week, Sean, it's some version of something drinking from the fire hose. And this is the nation that we're in, right? And this is what we have to fight for. It's not this idea of backing down, not understanding the fight you're in. Like, again, Thomas Massey out of Kentucky. I like him a lot. A lot of time I agree with him absolutely disagree because it doesn't seem to actually truly understand the fight that he's actually in so with that with that actually one point i think we did actually forget to say it was actually uh representative anna paulina paulina luna who reintroduced hr 512 yesterday to go back and censor and condemn adam schiff however i think what did you say when we looked at we were talking about this the one piece they did is go back and take out the fine so it's back on the table. It just doesn't have the fine, which is what you were saying earlier. It just comes back to the part of it's just a slap on the wrist. Yeah, which gets she's, back into. She's been doing a lot. I think well, trying to do a lot. Uh, you know. Yeah, I like her. Been, I mean, she's she's been really as a what do they say a freshman congresswoman? Like she's been pretty solid. Yeah, she's so. she's the one that's been leading all of these um, Adam Adam shift uh, resolutions. Um, Wait, so, you mean someone is trying to hold somebody accountable? <laughs> it's a, about time. But it's this is the world we're living in. Now but, we can just get out the old ones, the ones that are just there getting oh, the yeah. picture and not just actually them, doing anything for their constituents. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, Sean, with that, uh, that's a wrap. So, if you what? could... If you guys could uh, give us a, a follow, a subscribe a, to our show, and that would really help us out. Please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on uh, most social media platforms at the Liberty Matters or at underscore Liberty Matters. You may also connect with us through our Linktree account. Thank you all. Have a great week. And remember to stand for truth, kneel for God, be the light. God bless America.